What's going on? And welcome into your favorite podcast in the world. It's the That Being Said podcast and the Seattle Superpod with your boys, Sammy. And me, George Rajur, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sant Hub. How are we doing today, Sammy? How you doing today, people? What a Sunday of football. What a Sunday of football. Um, exciting times. If you're listening to this intro, uh, this is the intro for both our regular podcasts. We talk all football, all sports, actually, um, every single week. And for the Seattle Superpod, which is just about the Seahawks this this week, next week, and week 17. Um, so enjoy. If you want to listen to the full pod, the Seattle pod is at the end of it, or you're just listening to the Seattle pod by itself. Um, talks a lot of good football this week. There's a lot of playoff implications coming up. Oh, man, it's all full of implications. That's all That's all next week is. A bunch of divisional games that matter. It's just crazy. Um, this week and week 17. So enjoy that. You can also find us at sontsports.com. That's S-O-N-T sports.com. Um, all our social media will be there for the Seattle pod. Remember, you can find us at, at Sont Seattle, S-O-N-T Seattle. Yep. Um, all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Um, go to our website. Check out some articles. Go to social media. Give us some follows. Um, support the pod. Rate, review. Um, I love it. And George, I wonder if people sometimes probably wonder, what is Sont? S-O-N-T stand for? Well, Sammy, Sun stands for Sports on Tap. So that means it's Sports on Tap Seattle. We, we're we're going to be opening some new cities soon. Wink, wink. And, hint, uh, hint. Nudge, nudge. And uh, yeah. So you know what they say? This is Sports on Tap and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Enjoy the podcast. All right, episode 21, George, of the Seattle Superpod. Um, you're either listening to this coming off of our regular podcast or just as the Seattle pod. So welcome in. Um, happy Monday. Happy Victory Monday. Oh, Victory Monday. I like that, Sammy. Victory Every- Monday. I think the Seahawks say that. Do they really? Yeah, it's oh. a thing. <laughs> uh, if it's not, start saying it. I'm almost 100% sure it's a thing. I just saw it on Instagram on the Seahawks page. Oh. So, Victory Monday. Uh, we beat the Panthers, and of course, the Falcons beat the 49ers. We're back into first place in the NFC and the NFC West. Um, so I guess a couple things. Where do we get started? We, we'll talk about the Seahawks game a little bit. We'll talk about San Francisco's loss, what it means, and then we'll talk a little bit about next week going forward. Um, where do you want to start, George? Uh, See Seahawks beat the Panthers. The Seahawks beat the Panthers in what was a – well, first of all, do what – does, do we know anything about Bobby Wagner's injury? That's where I want to start. Mm. If you guys want to know about injury reports and everything, you can always follow us at Sant Seattle, S-O-N-T Seattle, which is probably where you found this podcast anyways. But it's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I just posted um, a little bit of the injury report from, from Pete Carroll. So basically, Diggs has a high ankle. Uh, his high ankle got shot. Doesn't sound optimistic for playing next he week. He got shot? No, I'm kidding. Ha. <laughs> He got shot. How did I miss that in the game? Um, During the game, oh my god, that would have been that's breaking. That is what they call it though—a high ankle shot. Which Wait, is what does that mean? Like a like, bad sprain. A bad sprain. Um, okay. He's probably going to be out week sixteen. Um, so uh, that's fine. I really hope we have our defense has been a little different since he was in it. Yeah, he's um, been such a dynamic. Player. Yeah, pick sixes and just interceptions and just playing out of his mind, which. We did hear he was a big steal, right? Going right. into this, which we I didn't know much about him, but God, he got he shot. Steal. Any steals? What a guy! Um, so he's out week sixteen. 
most likely doesn't sound optimistic. Bobby Wagner says he thinks he'll be okay, which I'm assuming there'd be he's, more. If he was going to be out, there'd be more information than that. Um, Kendricks might will his way back into week 16 and Shaquille Griffin is still very questionable, but most of these sound like they're things that come week 17 will be fine, which yep. is kind of what we hope. Um, but the most important ones there, obviously Wagner and Diggs sound like they should be fine at least for week 17, which Beautiful. is the game that's really going to matter the most. And um, of course this game, you know, we finally thought, finally thought we're going to have a non painful heart attack you know, stressful game, which we didn't have last week because we got blown out. But in a win, we th- we thought finally this would happen. I know, and it didn't. Uh, Only win by six. With Panthers had a chance. <laughs> I don't know what happened really. I mean, it was kind of out of nowhere. Um, we turned to red zone for a little bit. We thought it was over, and, and it wasn't. And it wasn't. We had to come right back to it. And you know, that's a weird thing about this Seahawks team. They still can't really blow anyone out, and it doesn't matter though. I, I was thinking about it. Like, people are like, oh, this team is not for real. That's what, like, people I don't know what that means. That means, like, the national media is like, oh, they only have a plus 20 differential. They're not going to make the – well, you know what? We take care of business. We're the number one overall seed maybe as long, if New Orleans loses one more game and we win all our games. We're the number one overall seed in the NFC. So I don't care about plus minus differentials. At the end of the day, the reason we're good is we have the quarterback – and the head coach, and that's the difference between winning close games and losing close games. As I always say, we have the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, he might not be the most talented, might not have the best arm or the best legs because there's Lamar Jackson now. Yeah. But he, to me, when it matters most, there's not a quarterback I trust more right now. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's better than Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers' career, right? Right. But right now, there's not a guy that I, could, I trust with his brains, his arm. In his legs, in his poise, in his his attitude of he could. We've seen it in an FC Championship game where he's thrown four interceptions in the first half and come back and wins. Like, yeah, absolutely. There's not a guy I trust more than Russell Wilson at the quarterback, and I think probably after Bill Belichick, we probably have the second best coach in the NFL and Pete Carroll. <laughs> so we're in a pretty good spot where we have the best quarterback in the NFL, if not somewhere in the top three, and the best coach in the NFL somewhere in the top three. Um, that wins you games and. Luckily, kind of opposite of what the beginning of Russell Wilson's career was, where it was the defense, you know, winning games and the offense being just being okay, kind of carried, but good just, enough, just good enough. That's the best way now we have a situation where we're good on offense, right? We we have we have Russell Wilson, and luckily we have a guy in Pete Carroll who's a great defensive coach that helps fill in some of the gaps that we have on defense and makes us good enough on defense with this great offense and this trustworthy quarterback Mm -hmm. to be a team that's sitting in first in the NFC West and in the NFC, which I'm pretty shocked that we are at 11 and three at this point. I mean, I thought we were going to be a playoff team. I thought we were going to be good this year. I don't necessarily know if I truly believe that we'd be, um, on track to go 12 and four, 13 and three and be in the first place in the NFC, especially after seeing us lose, you know, lose the way we did to new Orleans at home or lose the way we did to the Ravens at home. You're like, eh, okay. There's some flaws. Then you look at it. I mean, we have what three losses on the season, one to the defending NFC champion, one to the saints who are, should be the defending NFC NFC champion champion, (laughs) and to the Ravens who are, Probably the best team. The best team in history of the world. (laughs) I'm 
a little hyperbole there, but like in general, like yeah, we have three losses. None in hindsight are that bad. Yeah, the Rams one you don't want to lose, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, they were playing for their season and. They, that was a kitchen sink game. They threw everything at us, so you kind of don't. That's a, such a losable game. So overall, this season has just been such a. It's been a stressful, but winning, awesome. but awesome because we are a good team. And I, my whole point of what I was saying earlier was, it doesn't matter that the games are close. The reason they're close. It, and if we were, if we had a not as good of a quarterback and head coach, instead of it being close and and winning, we'd probably be like hovering about five hundred or worse. Yeah, I think this what it shows us, which is fine, is we're not probably not as good as our record is, but that's okay because it's good to overachieve, is what you're saying. Yeah, because well, you you when you have that good of a quarterback, you can overachieve. Yeah, that head, overachieve. yeah you have that combination of head coach and quarterback yeah. together, you can overachieve, and overachieving is possible for that. Yeah, you could also be, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles that are seven and seven, who also have some decent talent, but have probably a lot like the Seahawks, right? Or the Dallas Cowboys, who might have more talent than the Seahawks, right? Overall. But they don't have a top three coach or a top three quarterback, and they sit at seven and seven as well. Exactly. So it's a good thing to have a. It's okay. Yeah. Obviously, I'd prefer to blow people out every week. But if we're just good enough, where we're not amazing, but we get our wins because we're overachieving, I'll take it. I'd much rather be an overachiever than an underachiever. So that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So not the prettiest win against Carolina. We had a good lead. I thought we were going to keep it. We didn't. But we also have to consider the fact that of our of our original 11 defensive starters, not from the game, but in general, right? If we're talking Ziggy Ansah, we're mm-hmm. talking uh, Diggs and Wagner and Wright and Clowney who didn't play. By the end of the game, we only had four guys have original 11. Isn't that crazy? Because Wagner came out, yep. uh, uh, Diggs came out. I mean, we were, we were playing pretty backup defense and still find a way to win a game. Most teams can't do that. Yeah, I know. It's pretty – I mean, that that part was really cool to see us be able to do something like that. Yeah, to have at the end of a game, no Dicks, no Griffin, no Wagner, no Clowney, no Ziggy Ansa. I mean, we're, we're talking a lot of guys missing. I know. And you find a way to win. No Kendricks. Sorry, that, there's a lot of guys missing. To win that game, it shows. If we can just what, – what, here's one thing I wanted to say, I guess. We'll talk about this when we get to next week, actually. Sorry. Never. Okay. Uh, is that like a little tease for me too? No, no, no. But it's just about this team. I mean, we've got to be careful what we do next week. Yeah, we really do. Um, Let's talk about 49ers really quick before we move on. to. Unless you have something else to say about this game. About this game? No, I don't really have much to say. I do want to say that uh, I feel like Chris Carson's really damn good. I do feel like ProSize is not going to be able to fill in the void of making of the plays that Penny was able to provide. I agree, but one of my takeaways from the game is I don't know if we necessarily it, I don't know if it, it. necessarily – yeah, that's a great point. It doesn't um, necessarily matter. Carson might be fine as a single – like Right. The the horse. Yeah, I'm just saying that element of the guy who come in and maybe like make a 40-yard like run from the outside like thunder and lightning. Yeah, ProSize might not have that. I just don't think ProSize can do that. Um, as as ProSize. Correct. So over a 75-yard touchdown run next week. Next week, to yeah. Open the game. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, I just think it looks like Carson can carry the load. Yes, Especially I agree with that. only two weeks left of the season in playoffs. I mean, if we're talking about starting week one of the season, you'd be maybe worried about the workload. Mm-hmm. But the having Penny 
to work off of and kind of reducing his workload earlier in the season now might might it might make him be fine to have this workload going forward. Fair enough. Um, well, the Falcons, we talked about this on our main pod too, is uh, the Falcons, I thought, got screwed out of a touchdown in the first, you know, play that they had in the, to win the game against the 49ers. I thought it was hooked to his ankle. Some thinks it hits the ground, but at the end of the day, they called a touchdown. To me, probably shouldn't have been reversed. But then they come right back the next play and have another, <laughs> what, a quarter of an inch of yeah. the ball passes the wide line with, for Julio Jones to catch the game-winning touchdown. And uh, I, mean, I almost thought they weren't going to give it to him. Yeah, I mean, it's so nice. We're in first place now. Um, I mean, I, I do, like, it's cool we're in first, but I kind of, how do I put it? We, we control our own destiny, so even if they lost that game, we would have controlled to be in first place anyway, right? Unless we lost Arizona, which we wouldn't. So, But this sets it up for a for sure, no matter what happens, unless there's like ties and stuff, right? Like I don't know if what, what would happen there if like we just tied. But winner takes all week 17. Yeah, and I love that. Me and too. It's a home game, thank God, because uh, – Nothing better than a week seventeen at home. It's going to be Sunday it, night football. It's going to be Sunday night football unless the NFL is dumb. So don't put it past them. Never know, yeah. And it's going to be epic. I like I've always said. First of all, thank you Falcons. Cool win. Made things made things fun. It's always nice to see the Forty ers lose. There's there's some implications to it. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but there are some implications right. to it. Um, I'm I'm just I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for that week 17, but it's also nice for the Seahawks to see us get that little f- be in first place right mm-hmm. now. Um there's a really cool picture if you go online um of the Seahawks on the team plane. There's only we've talked about this. Why the fuck do they not have Wi-Fi on the plane? I have no idea, but the doctor has yeah, his lone Wi-Fi. No sense. Yeah, I don't know, but the doctor has his team Wi-Fi. So, or has a Wi-Fi, so the team is like rallied around his iPad watching the end of this game. You can see the excitement on Pete's face and Russell's face. So it matters to them, which of course it does because yeah. that's a first-round buy and home field advantage in the playoffs. But um, even though it comes down to Week 17, they were glad to see themselves get a good win in Carolina. It's a good win. Any road win in the Any East road. Coast. Get a good win in Carolina and then see yourself pop into first place in the standings. That's got to feel great. For a team that was not expected to. What was their over-under in Vegas? Like eight or nine wins? Yeah, I think eight and a half. Yeah, like they were projected to be. seven and a half. Yeah, they were projected to be um, extremely average. Yeah, and they're not. They're a very good football team, so it's really fun to watch. I love it, dude. It's really exciting. I'm pretty hyped. They had an over-under of um, eight and a half. Okay. So, I mean, they were. Basically, you're basically telling us they were expected to not make the playoffs. Yeah, or be a borderline playoff team. Maybe. Yeah, if they beat the over by a half a game. game maybe. Yeah. Um, pretty exciting. We can um, go on to next week now. Uh, they play the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Who is a weird, good, bad team. You're in Seattle, right? In Seattle. Okay. So finish off two home games. We're obviously favored nine and a half points. So pretty large favorite here. Yeah. Um, um and we should be able to – this is one of those games where, like, you know you're playing for everything week 17, but then again you want to take care and try to get that number one overall seat. So it's kind of like a weird situation. where You, you don't want to force any players who are, like, banged up, like Bobby Wagner or Diggs, to play the game. 
if they're not 100%, but at the same time, it still means a lot. So it's kind of like a weird little in-between area. Yeah. I want to win this game. Me too. Oh, of um, course, yeah. Obviously, we have the implications of getting the first overall seed in the entire NFC. If we win out, it's ours, right? Yeah, so exactly. it's important, but I agree with what you said. That's why I said earlier, when I want to talk about this game, we got to be careful. Like Clowney, if he's still not feeling well, just let him rest. Exactly. Let him. He, we're at home this week. Let him sleep. Let him hang out. Let him sit out until week 17. If Bobby Wagner feels any tightness in his ankle or knee, whatever it was, knee, it's like a, it was a weird injury. Um, don't play. I think we have enough, even with a little bit of a beat up roster. If Kendricks is coming back next week, Kendrick, Kendricks, whatever. Um, we have enough to beat Arizona, I think, even on a little bit of a depleted roster. I agree. But you still got to go out and win this game. But one thing I do love about the Seahawks, you know, outside of that Rams game, which happens sometimes, I feel like usually they're pretty good at not overlooking games. It's hard not to in this situation, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, we haven't this year. So, yeah, that's a good point. So, I hope they don't overlook these games. But the Cardinals are sneaky. Yeah, they're good. They're a good football team. I mean, not, the record doesn't show that, but they, they've we almost lost to them in Arizona, so we can't take it lightly. Yeah, you never know. Um, and I feel like we always have pretty good battles against uh, against the Cardinals. The yeah, Cardinals so you kind of never know. Um, I had the Seahawks winning this and winning Week 17, but that's obviously going to be my answer. I think it's going to be really interesting. That Week 17 game, George, is going to be a. Um, what, what do you think the spread's going to be? Seahawks minus three. Just flat, right? Flat, flat. Yeah. You want to know an interesting spread this week is Minnesota and uh, Green Bay. Sunday night football. I think it's Sunday night Where football. At? In I'll Min- take a guess. In Minnesota. Minnesota minus five. Wow, you were pretty close. Minus four and a half. There you go. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I mean... I don't think Minnesota. I think that was what this is really irrelevant for this podcast. No, it's not because at the end of the day, it is. um, It's actually pretty relevant because we want to. If we lose one game and win that next one, Green Bay might be ahead of us too. If Minnesota wins that game, we have the tiebreaker over Minnesota. So no matter what happens, we'll have the seeding above Minnesota. Correct, but I mean at the end of the day, at the end of the day, week seventeen's. But I'm not too concerned about this Cardinals game. You see that? That's what. that is where people get in trouble. I'm not. I'm not saying the players shouldn't be. I know. I just feel like the I whole be- city isn't. That's fine. What does the city have to do with the game? Russell, if Russell Wilson and P. Carroll are prepared. True, true, true. But I feel like sometimes like players can hear the media. They can hear the noise. They, they, even the four, like I feel like the Rams game, we overlooked them. I'm just hope maybe that was just a good like slap in the face for us not to overlook anyone. Well, yeah, that's that's actually what seems to happen sometimes is you learn your lesson that first time, which we probably did overlook the Rams. Yeah. We're like, whatever, we're in a great position, we're in first place, da 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 Well, they learned their lesson, so I think they'll come into this game and get the win, and then it's all going to come down to us, which is what I hope. That's why I don't want these impl- – I hate – you know, I don't want this Minnesota-Green um, Bay game to really have any implications for us. Right. Win the next two games. Control your own destiny, you know. If you, you, we're at the point where we either can earn the one seat or we don't, yeah, so yeah which fair. is which is really an exciting and frightening moment, and frightening too. That's a good point. All right, George, that's all I got. Beautiful man. You got anything else? That's it. Well, actually, I have one more thing. I lied to you. Okay, Russell <laughs> Wilson. I did post this on our 
our page. So check out, as always, at Son Seattle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. Um, Russell Wilson is now tied. 86 wins. Most by a quarterback in their first eight season with Tom Brady. With two games left to play. So as long as we win one more, he have the most wins for a quarterback in the first eight games. And that goes first eight seasons. Pretty goes cool. back to coaching and quarterback is why we're very lucky in Seattle. Fan- fantastic point there. Much love. Episode 21 of the Seattle Superpod. Um, we thank you all for listening. And we'll be back next week. And go Hawks, George. Go Hawks, baby. This is Sports on Tap. And this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace.